Mic check, one, two, one, two. Back again, my co-host Kevin. Hello, hello, how you doing? Good, I'm good, how are you? I'm alive, man, I'm excited for this episode, this is a cool one. This is going to be a good one. We got an interesting topic, it's something that, uh, so you made the switch a long time ago, I recently made the switch, and uh, we kind of, we always joke at the end of the day about the bullshit we have to put up with <laughs> because of this switch, so we want to kind of chronicle the the switch and the journey and kind of the reasons for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so what we're talking about is switching from traditional diet to a vegan diet. Yes. Um, so this is something you did eight years ago, you and Ashley. So why don't you talk about why you guys switched and, and how that transition was for you guys first. Okay. So I guess for, for me, it was very tough. Uh, I didn't lose my cravings for a long time. So Ashley, so it started off with Ashley watching a few documentaries and then doing a lot of research into the topic of factory farming. Just kind of like, what is this? What's the effects of it? And then it led to some more um, literature that led tied uh, a lot of uh, cancers being involved with um, being involved with, with consumption of meat. In animal know, products. In animal products, exactly. Milk, eggs. So uh, I, was, I was like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, I'll support you and I'm going to do it as well for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> for a bit you know so uh, we we started doing it while we were out in ottawa uh luckily there was this really good vegan place down the road called the green door if you ever if you guys any of you are in ottawa check that place out even if you don't eat, if you aren't vegetarian vegan unbelievable food place so it was fairly easy that way um but um, we started, uh, you know, changing out a little bit, a little bit kind of vegetarian for like a day and then literally vegan the next day. Yeah. Um, so it was for her very easily. She didn't really like a lot of meats. She made that transition super easy. Me, I ate basically nothing but meat as an athlete, as a football player. I had steak and like we literally would buy round, like, uh, the sirloin tips and cut it up ourselves. Yeah. Like, and then put it in the freezer, and I'd eat that literally every single day, yeah. trying to, you know, get my weight right and be strong. That protein. And, right? Two, two grams per pound. Right? Exactly. <laughs> get all them grams. So, I mean, I was like, that's what you have to do. So, I when I went out of it, it was literally almost a meat-only diet I went to switch over. So, I had heavy withdrawals for almost four to six months. Oh, really? That long? Yeah. Man, holy or, shit. Wow. It, it, like, it was, I every time I smelled a steak and I was slightly hungry, I was, like, angry. Like, really? like physically angry. Like, I was like, man, I'm hungry. I need, I need to eat meat. Like, no reason. Like, I'd eat anything. I'd eat a salad. I'd eat whatever. Like, I'm just hungry. But it would be like, I need meat. Yeah. I, I couldn't explain that for life. I me. Mean, I've never felt like I've been addicted to anything in my life. But holy, that was a real tough one for me. Really? I had a very different experience then. Yeah. Because I, I sort of, well, I, I was sick. I had the flu. It might have been food poisoning, but it was called a flu. Um, and then coming out of that, I, I had had like a burger before I got sick that, was, that I didn't think was cooked all that well. And uh, got really sick. And then I was just sort of grossed out by the thought of meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the transition was something I was thinking of making for a long time. And then once I finished competitively powerlifting and didn't really need the performance side as much, um, I, I, I decided to make the switch. It was just a matter of when I was going to do it. Uh, and then coming out of that, that sickness, I think that's the perfect time because you don't, you don't really crave meat when you're coming out of a flu. You yeah. know what I mean, you want like yeah. soup, you want really hearty food, you know, like, um, but 
in any event, yeah, I never, I've, I haven't had a single meat craving since I've switched about four months ago. Really? I've never cheese. I crave the shit out of cheese. Yeah, cheese is tough um, for Ashley. But meat, yeah, I, I think being a powerlifter for seven years, eating meat, you know, five to six times a day, every fucking day. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good on meat. You know, <laughs> I just, I don't need it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, like. I guess my experience from compared to yours is a little bit different because my meals varied a little bit because I, I was allowed maybe a little bit more fats here and there and whatnot. Like I wasn't as heavily structured yeah. because I disappear to like 230 pounds. I need to be a little closer to 240 to be like yeah. able to play my, my position. Yeah. So I was like, I, I was allowed to have a little bit of, you know, a little more fats, a little more like flavors to it where you yeah. were eating like the same yeah for most of the until i opened the gym my diet was really regimented yes and really it was six meals of the same thing every day you know and it was it, it was a, a carb probably rice or pasta a meat you know chicken or beef and a vegetable usually broccoli yeah and you know? let's establish brad like did not like cooking at that point because i feel like he's turned that corner here i love cooking now that i'm vegan we're talking about, that. <laughs> right? talking about that too but like you you literally would do like the least amount possible it was just like cook it cook this stuff up and then yeah. get it in the packs and let's go type of thing, I, and right? i don't even know i don't even know if i hated cooking as much as i just looked at food as fuel okay right? i'm a very goal driven goal oriented person yeah and it wasn't I, I don't need to enjoy this. I just need to fuel my body to do what it needs to do. Yeah. You know, I had a cheat meal that I would really enjoy. You know, when I was super strict, I did that once a week. And then once I, you know, be, was like, yeah, I'm a power lifter. I'm not, I'm not going to step on stage. Then it would be, you know, a couple cheat meals a week. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and I'd like, I'd indulge there for flavor, but like for my main meals, it, I need a protein, carb, fat, you know, yes. which is a flawed way to look at it because you need your, your micronutrients as well. Exactly. You know, but that's something I know now I didn't know then. Um, but that that's just what it was to me. And it didn't matter how it tasted. Most of the honestly, when you're eating five, six times a day, you don't enjoy eating. So who <laughs> yeah. gives a fuck how it tastes? Yeah, exactly. You know, and the more flavor it has, the weirder the puke is going to taste when you throw <laughs> it up and have to swallow it again. Because that's what I was fucking doing, man. I'm yeah. sitting in that trainer office between clients choking down a chicken breast. Like you throw up in your mouth, you just swallow it. <sighs> you know, like, like you need the calories. Yeah, you, you can't lose them. You're not going to squat a thousand pounds without those calories. Yeah, 100%. You know? And that was literally, that was my life. That was my whole purpose for being alive. Yeah. Everything I did was just for that. You know, I trained enough clients that I could afford to eat food and buy supplements and buy powerlifting gear, you know, and that was, yeah. that was the extent, Yeah, you know. And it's, cause to me, like, I guess with food, it's like, I kind of was just kind of, you know, make sure that there's something green on the plate, make sure that there's some rice and then make sure there's a large piece of meat because the more meat you eat, the more protein you get, Yeah, you the know, more protein, the better athlete. Exactly. Science. So I, I ate the most amount of meat possible my entire life. So it was, for, like, I'm not understanding uh, nutrition, period. Like, I was just literally eating that. Like, eventually I got over the taste of eggs and I could eat eggs. And I would have, like, you know, three hard-boiled eggs, slosh them all up with some uh, cheese and some, uh, some salt, pepper, and just pound those in the morning. Go out, like, there we go, yeah. protein, 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 all the way through. And it's like, that was the only way for me to kind of keep my, like, it'll like to keep kind of everything going. Cause that's how it was kind of taught to me. So as soon as I switched, the one thing that I noticed is, um, I had a little bit more energy. I won't say it was like a crazy amount. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I could run 30 marathons or whatnot. Like I'm not 
uh, saying like it was some magical switch for me personally. Yeah. But uh, I found that I had a, I had a little more energy, and then I was, I found that like, um, you know, uh, some of the swelling that I had in my body from like football and everything like that went down a little yeah. bit. I noticed a little bit about the swelling. So that's one thing you may read or hear about. Uh, that I, I found inflammation was a, a, a major switch for me. Yeah. Like I went from being in pain when I laid down flat to being able to lay down flat and re- alleviate pain. Um, and then, you know, to training and using the belt squat to having zero pain, yeah. which was crazy for me because literally from my second year Huskies where I made one leg longer than the other and shifted my hips out of alignment or whatever, yeah. you know, so buzzword, always, buzzword, always buzzword. Yeah. And then I always had, you know, pain in my lower back. So, yeah. And I've. I don't. I couldn't tell you how I felt after the transition because I was coming out of that flu. So I don't know how much of it was the switch in the diet and how much was the flu. Um, the the things that I noticed immediately, my skin cleared up. Yeah. Pretty quick. Um, my beard looked better. You know, it looked fuller. Yeah. And like more shiny. You know what I mean? Um, and I just I felt I felt better. Yeah. You know, I just I don't know if I had more energy. I just, I, th- I think I didn't have that moral weight on my shoulders. You know, like, <laughs> like for me, the switch was, was 100% a moral issue. Yeah. Right. Like the, the suffering of animals and, and needing something to die so that I can live. Yes. You know, like that, I, I really feel like you're overstating your importance to the, to the universe. If you think that something <laughs> has to die so that you can go to Walmart in your fucking t-shirt that's NASCAR beer farts, <laughs> you know, like you're not that important. Yeah. I, I don't think. No. You know, if, especially considering that you can sustain yourself without anything having to die. Yeah. And you know? that's one thing I thought would like never be possible, even when I switched because I did it because Ashley did it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. so when does it happen? When do I have to make the switch and here i am so many years deep you know um you you can survive (laughs) like i'm still 200 and some odd pounds like i'm still strong i still feel like i mean if i could get into the gym you know a little bit more that'd be better (laughs) it's hard hard when you have a newborn baby (laughs) yeah exactly i feel like i would be where i was and you know being older obviously i feel like i'd be there athletically so yeah yeah i don't know i've that's the big like in powerlifting circles especially they like i went to a meet and i had my stir fry with me and i'm like oh it's vegan and it was like the end of the world like everyone what the fuck you're vegan (laughs) it's and then the immediate thing though you can't be strong as a vegan yeah and like my biggest thing is that i don't really give a shit like, you got to understand, I didn't do it for performance. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know if you can or can't. I've seen research in both directions. Yes. And I haven't done enough research to have an opinion on whether yeah. it's the optimal diet for performance or not. I don't think you get to say that you can't be a great athlete on a vegan diet because those, they exist. They 100% Fucking exist. Google it. <laughs> but I also am not feeling like crawling under a 600 pound bench right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but I also, you know, I haven't trained hard for anything i've been focusing on running the business and stuff yeah um but yeah like they always they want to get into a debate about the the science of of nutrition and dieting and like don't waste your time because i don't care i didn't do it for that i did it because it bothers me that animals have to die 
for me to have my food. That at the end of the day, it's just morals. Yeah. And I'm not. I don't ever try to preach my morals to anyone. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you, even with this podcast, you shut this motherfucker off if you don't want to listen. <laughs> to I'm not trying to convert you. Yeah. If you want to know like recipes or, or anything about the experience, I'm down. We can talk about that. But yeah. I don't want to debate anything with you. I don't give a fuck what you eat. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not judging you. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just exactly. not noticing what you're eating. <laughs> if you if you come to my house for dinner, it's gonna be vegan. You yep. know, that's that's <laughs> the extent of it. hundred percent. And the crazy thing about it is that, you know, it, you you have to deal with like people having to have give you their opinion on why they could never do it yeah like yeah. you know like every it's single person every is time. like it like they say to us like oh we have to tell everyone we're vegan like we have to tell you so that you you know we don't get fed something that we don't want to eat yeah right yeah. so then it's the next thing is that you're going to have like like you're going to deal with um people going hey like well, what do you eat? Twigs and sticks, twigs and sticks. Like yeah. literally everything that doesn't come from an animal, which is literally everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's, like, there's definitely more stuff that isn't <laughs> an animal product than is. Yeah. Know? Like it's like, oh, you can't eat that. That's bread. Like there's milk in it. Like no. Like the vast majority of shit that isn't vegan could easily be vegan. Yeah. Like there's stuff that has butter in it. We don't need to put butter. You could put, you know, a vegan version of butter. Yep. You know, you could, there's the vast majority of food is not derived from animal products put in because we like the taste of it yes but we have a ton of substitutes that we can sub for that the thing about it when you tell someone you're vegan and they come up with these excuses why they can't do it Mm -hmm. like it's it's bullshit to us because we made all those same excuses and then we did it like it's not it's really not that bad you know but my the thing that is crazy to me is how they grasp for anything to like i had one lady who she got max i called it uh vegan ground beef she got mad because I called it that. <laughs> and then she's something along the lines of, of misrepresenting cows. And I was like, lady, like, the cows are way more worried about being slaughtered than misrepresenting. <laughs> like, you're you know what I I don't, but they're like, they get mad. Even, like, even Sunshine, Wes's mom, like, she hates that I call it vegan chicken. And she couldn't, you know, people say they couldn't do it because they can't call it that. And I'm like, don't call it that then. Yeah. But that's not a good reason to not. But, like... The one thing that, as, as like, vegans, I mean, like, as, like, the whole kind of culture that, like, you may have an issue with, like, the point is, is that they're trying to make food that tastes like meat so that you choose it over meat, right? So, it's going to be vegan chicken. It's going to be vegan cheese. It's going to be vegan beef. And if if it bothers you that it's a vegan version of something, then don't put it in. Like, I put vegan chicken in my stir-fry to enhance the flavor of the stir-fry because it tastes like chicken. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love the taste of chicken. Yeah. But I don't want to eat chicken. That's, that's you know? literally it. Like, if you don't want that, don't put it in the stir-fry. That's 100% where I'm at as well. It's like you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, eat something that I want to eat. Like, I would love still this day. Like, don't pretend like I'm 100% clean from this addiction. I don't think anyone is ever free from addiction. You're just battling not to go back to it. Like, I would still love to eat a chicken burger from McDonald's. But, like, if I can get something that tastes exactly like it, I will eat that because I'm looking for a flavor. Yeah. You know? And that's why I stayed is because I found there were a bunch of things that taste exactly like 
what I wanted to eat. So I gave up a few things for the majority, mm -hmm. you know, for like, for like the few things that I can eat. So like now I'm like 50, 50 and now I'm at a place where I don't even remember what some things taste like anymore, yeah. but like this tastes like what I remember it tasting like. Yeah, like so, that Gouda cheese that I bought the other day. Yeah. The day of Gouda cheese. And there was it's like crazy. a feta. And I, to me, like, I literally was eating feta. Yeah, that's what I recall it tasting like. Like, that's I'm it. still messed up about it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can try to, uh, you know, make the shift right away, but it's going to be a little bit tough. Like, these flavors aren't going to be exact. But after a while, you don't even notice anymore. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, but I, I, there are some things that do make me mad about veganism, and I'm going to go over those right now. And Let's that's go. going to go, be Let it go. <laughs> things that look like meat products that <laughs> taste like not like meat products, but they go way out of their way to make it look like it at the cost of flavor. Are you talking about the, uh, the tempeh, tempeh, tempeh bacon? bacon that I bought? <laughs> oh, that tasted like a dog treat. Yeah, there's, there like are a, a lot of things that are like that, that they go, hey, here's here's a chicken breast. And they're like, oh, wow, that looks exactly like a chicken breast. You cut into it, and you're like, that's a marshmallow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? This is just cardboard. <laughs> like, why, like, why does it have to look like it's so much so... That it sacrifices, like I would prefer if it looked like a weird spindly, like a, like it looked like a top, like a like a ladle or something, like a like an object, and it tasted exactly like what I want to eat. <laughs> like, I, if it looked like, like something, but tasted like bacon. You're fine with it. Yeah, I'd be fine. Like if I could eat this laptop, and it tastes like bacon. I'll eat this laptop. Like, <laughs> you know, turn off that it doesn't look like bacon. Right, like like I do want the flavor. I do want that. That hit of like, but you know, like we just, it hasn't been figured out yet. And some things there are, but you have to go to some place where this person does like a million different things to make it. So if you find those places, cherish them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I hate about veganism? <laughs> Vegans. Word. <laughs> <laughs> like for real though, like we don't, you don't need to be so fucking preachy. Yeah. With it. You know what I mean? You don't need to stand on your fucking soapbox and preach the good word of veganism. Yeah. We could probably get a lot more people to be vegan by inviting the conversation and not telling showing or... up at their door and screaming at them about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like with just you. shut up. Yeah, like just... and don't do like the every time I smell meat I gag BS like yeah. like you grew up eating meat. There's no way that you started off completely vegan. I mean, maybe if you're from another you know, a different uh, culture, a different yeah. culture, whatnot, maybe, but like, if you're North American, even then they're not like, <clears throat> like you can go to a restaurant in India where they make you dishes. You know what I mean? Like as well as meat dishes, as well as the dishes that have no meat, yeah. you don't see them going, I can, I can smell the, no. I can smell this, this chicken. Ooh. Like it's. Like you, you've tasted it before. I get it. You don't like it, but yeah, you make you seem like a fucking snob. Yeah, you know, you're and being an asshole. You're trying to make people try to have one to two meals, maybe three, maybe four. You know, like to take that extra meal and not have meat in it. And you don't need to do it by preaching to them. Yeah. Just try out something. Hey, never, come to a restaurant. You're never gonna shame someone into something. No. The best conversations that I have about veganism is like if I'm at the checkout. You know, at the grocery store, and yeah. they see I bought vegan chicken, 
and she'll be like, oh, are you vegan? And yeah, you know, those are the most humane conversations. <laughs> right. It would never, I've never done it, but it would never come from me preaching to someone. Yeah. And it never comes from someone telling me exactly what I should be eating because they get told to fuck off quick, fast, and in a hurry. You're right. You know? Like... Like, it goes both ways. I don't like to be preached to either. That's why I don't preach to anybody about it, you know? Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a belief that I have. You don't have to agree with it. I don't, you don't even have to respect it. I don't care. Just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> just let me live my life. Like, yeah. I'm probably, I don't want to come to your house anyway for dinner, so fuck off. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like, like it, I mean, it's still, like, give it a chance. Try something out. Like, you may in, find out that you enjoy you know, a dish maybe more than you like a certain other dish. Like, like this idea of like veganism being this weird thing. that's going to be creepy. It's going to taste weird. is really not always the case. And another case, another part of it is that like you, you may find a dish that you like besides it being like, you know, it trying to simulate chicken. Maybe it doesn't taste like chicken to you, but it tastes really good. Yeah. So, I mean, go out, try something. Go out with your friend who's vegan and eat something and don't be like, I've never eaten anything vegan before because I'm pretty sure you've ate an apple. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, don't be weird. It's vegetables. Just eat it. It's fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not going to hurt you. Wow. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> that felt good. That was. Whew. Weight off my shoulders. What do you... what? What do you got for hip hop? Okay, what are we talking um, about today? I got, I got something. Okay, you run Should it first. Should I go first? You go first. And you know what I downloaded the other day was Black Star's first album. Really? Most Def and Talib yeah. Kweli. Incredible. Oh, incredible. Have you I ever love heard Most it? Def. You I've never heard, heard it. Back? Now I'm going. The first album. I forget the name of it, of course, right now. But the first one they did. That's the album with that one, two, three. Oh yeah. That song. That song is on it. You know. It's dope, man. Most F is crazy talented. Talib Kweli is talented enough that I'm not concerned that he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, like, uh, well, I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> I don't know what you're worried about. I'm safe. I don't know. As a white guy, I don't really get to get mad when black guys are racist. I just kind of have to be like, oh, maybe be a little more understanding. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean. Uh, no, it's not that one. I'll show, I'll show you later. Okay. What do you on. got for hip hop? Me, uh, I was going, um, I've been listening to uh, actually Harden the Paint because Pain reminded me of that. If you get a chance, listen to our last episode. We talked to Robert Payne of the Edmonton Eskimos yeah. uh, coach over Go there. check that out. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was that really was good. Fun. And uh, he just reminded me of that song that we heard in the locker room all the time, Harden the Paint remix with Rick Ross. Rosé. <laughs> that motherfucker goes hard yeah and it, it's a really good song if you get a chance check it out it's one of those hype anthem songs you know put it into your list of gym songs it's really yeah, good don't listen to it on your way to church <laughs> <laughs> it's not that song no it's not <laughs> all right that's it for this week i guess okay yeah appreciate y'all listening appreciate you kevin thanks for helping out oh you know i do my best <laughs> catch y'all next time